so like I'm a little out of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all good. I'm like always like in a weird like fog when I'm like first home from work. Yeah, I I get that. I'm like yeah. dead. Yeah. Did you take the train? Uh yeah. Oh yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I like live on the metro north now. It's like same. Yeah. I'm literally always on the metro. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's also like. Uh... Okay, cool. So School of Rock. First thing is, the School of Rock is my mom's favorite movie okay. ever. Like of all the movies, hands down, it's her favorite. Yeah, and <laughs> and I was thinking about like why because <laughs> it doesn't seem like something she would be so into, um, but I guess it's because she's a third grade teacher. Oh. I mean, actually, it does seem something she would be very into. But what I mean is like she's not into you know like goofy Jack Black. Right. comedies but i think just the fact that it's her favorite is just is a testament to like how universally loved it is because it's so wholesome and like well genuinely funny what i was also gonna say is i think that school of rock may be the most important movie in my life if not so. it's either the first or second because it's either that or um almost famous um, because without, um, cause with Almost Famous, it kind of made me realize like, hey, maybe you can't be a rock star, but you can like write about rock stars. But like when okay. School of Rock first came out, it was like my first time listening to like Led Zeppelin and the Ramones and like bands that I've grown up to love and, you know, music plays a pretty big role in my life now did you see it when it came out yes i do remember um going to the theater watching it with my dad and one of my best friends and like just being like ah oh, this is awesome yeah i loved i loved seeing it when i was like 10 like me and all my friends are super into this movie and i still think it's funny like <laughs> i still think it's good i like rewatched parts of it um earlier to just kind of like get a feel and you know just whatever youtube clips and there's like a lot of stuff that's still kind of like hilarious and more funny on like an adult level there i think there were some uh jokes for adults that i probably didn't right. like fully grasp as a kid yeah and i like movies like that yeah um the one that, that get kinda, better with age yeah the one that kind of sticks out to me is, uh, what's his name, Freddie Jones, just saying, like, you wouldn't come to work hungover unless you were an alcoholic, and now that you're older, you're like, uh, I kind of get what that means. Well, yeah. You're I, like, although sometimes I show up to work hungover. Um, it sucks when that becomes, like, more relatable, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it now. And I also start wondering, like, how does this 10-year-old kid know that know what implies being an alcoholic and you know yeah it's true yeah so although i think other thing with school of rock i think that was the first movie i ever watched um a director's commentary on oh that sounds interesting because richard linklater is an interesting director what, what did he say i to be totally honest i kind of forget that one but like I've, like, worn down my School of Rock DVD to hell, but there's two commentaries on that. One is 
Richard Linklater and Jack Black and maybe one other person. Um, but then there's another commentary of, like, the kids in the band. Mm-hmm. So, like, I watched the one with the kids in the band, like, a hundred times when I was ten. But, like... So, like, admittedly, I don't remember a whole lot of what Richard Linklater had to say about it, but I know what a lot of the kids had to well, say. Well, of course, you're watching a ten-year-old. Yeah, because, you know, they were, like, my age, and then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So One I really- of the kids in School of Rock was, I went to high school with him. Oh. He, I, he was, like, a couple years older than me. But I I know he exists. Which That's kid? it. I don't think he knows who I am. The the kid with the red hair. <laughs> that that. I don't know who that is off the top of my head. He didn't have a lot of lines. He was just he was called Carrot Top. Like that oh, was, was his he, character. He was one of the security guards, right? Secur- no, the boy, the yeah. little boy. Right. Oh right, he like was that was like his role in the band. I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what security guard? But yeah, yeah, that was that kid. He was okay. I think he was like a senior when I was a freshman, so like we never interacted, right. but I just like know like, you're the guy that. from Club Rock. <laughs> yeah. I did a quick check on like all the kids now and what they're up to. And like it seemed like School of Rock was the first and last movie for most of them, like the ones that were like in the band. Um Except for, Except for uh, Miranda old, old Megan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who, you know, now has a pretty successful career. Yeah, she's she's doing okay. The rest of them, I guess, I well, I mean, I have no idea. The kid I went to high school with, I don't know how he did this movie or, like, what got into it, but I know this movie was shot in New York. Right. Um, so I guess they, like, found New York kids. So maybe they weren't even acting a bunch of kids who could do it <laughs> like it were available although i know they found some kids who could play instruments right the like inst- they were looking for that specifically yeah the instruments was the big thing and like i was at, i was listening to another podcast about school of rock uh where they kind of uh the podcast is called the bechdel test and they do the bechdel test for different movies so they were talking about school of rock but um, they were talking about um, Katie, the bassist in the band, and um, they said, like, she mm-hmm. only has, like, four lines or something. Um, and, you know, thinking back, like, she didn't have a lot, but they were also saying, like, that might have been her thing where she just wasn't really an actress. She just wanted to play bass in this movie. Yeah. And, like, that's one thing I do remember from the kids' commentary, because it was just, like, the band kids and uh, Miranda Cosgrove. And they were all kind of like, oh, we're all such bad actors. Um, Everyone else is really good, but we don't, you know, we're all just musicians. That's that's funny. And the fact that, like, Miranda Cosgrove's character, like, her whole thing was that she wasn't, like, as musically talented as the rest of them. Except she can sing, so, like, in real life. Right. Yeah. Right. That's another thing I she, learned. She did have a singing career at a point, right? Yeah, she put out... I don't like, remember. The, you know, she had, like, seven songs on the iCarly. I don't know that. As fact. as you do when yeah. when you're on Nickelodeon or Disney. Exactly. <laughs> it's just part of the routine. Speaking of Nickelodeon, I also saw that there's actually a School of Rock TV show on Nickelodeon running. I saw that. 
Um, I know zero about it. I just was looking at the movie, and I was like, TV show? Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I read the Wikipedia like, page. Do you know anything about it? Well, it's funny, because I didn't see anything from it. Um, but all the characters are the same, which is kind of weird, because it's all different actors. Um, yeah. And, like... It's kind of interesting just because, like, one of the things that, like, I always think about is, like, what if, like, a School of Rock sequel actually happened? Um, because I remember that was something that was kind yeah. of, like, hinted at. Um, like, Jack Black had mentioned in interviews a couple of times. But, like, it was, it's one of those things where, like, one of the things I was thinking about was, like, well, if they were to do it and they were, like, in high school... Like, I guess one of the things they would probably try to do is they'd probably try to make, like, two of the kids get romantically involved. And I ended up thinking, like, if they're going to be really cliche, it's going to be uh, Miranda Cosgrove, Summer, and um, Freddie, the drummer kid. And that's what happens in the TV yeah. show. Is it really? Yeah. Because that's... Uh, I, I mean, I get it. I get why there's a TV show, because... It kind of seems, like, perfect for a kid's sitcom. Yeah. Like, just the premise, it's, like, it's kind of... <laughs> but, I, like, I could show out of that, but that does sound kind of lame. Wait, are they in high school in this show, no, or are they like 12. the same age? So, like, a little bit younger, yeah, okay. like, you know, pre-teens. Um, but, like, I'm probably going to end up watching, like, an episode or two, because it says, like... <laughs> Dewey is like a substitute in the first season, but in the second season, he's a regular teacher, which admittedly is kind of a more realistic what? setup. Well, because I think they altered his backstory where like he used to be in a rock band and now he's he works as a substitute teacher as like his real job as opposed to like kind of okay, as opposed to like in. weaseling his way into yeah. it. <laughs> He was, but he was a substitute teacher for an entire season for one class. I guess. I well, guess I, does that happen? Okay, I guess it happens. I think that happens. Like I know a that happened for me in high school a couple of times when like teachers would like have babies or like I had a teacher who okay, that's like, true. lost um, a family member, so she took like an extended amount of time off, and like we had, like, one substitute that, like, filled in for the whole year. Or, like... A okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It just seems like a long time to be yeah. a substitute teacher, but, yeah, that makes sense. Especially Jack Black. And there's a Broadway musical of School of Rock, which... There is! I haven't there, seen. Yeah. I listened to a little bit of Me the soundtrack. Um, and it's fine. It's the songs from the movie. I see, like, I could see it, again, like, I could see why they made it a musical. I'm, like, right. surprised it took this long. <laughs> well, Andrew Lloyd Webber, like, bought the rights and wrote it. And, like, it is kind of one of those weird things where it is sort of a lazy musical at times. Because, like, one of the songs <laughs> is, like, it, like, you hear, like, Jack Black says, like, well, the Jack Black character says, like, two lines, and then, like, it kicks into uh, I Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, just with different lyrics, and I'm kind of like, I think uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber just kind of, like, phoned this one in. 
is yeah I, well because i guess to be new and they did i think right it did pretty well i think it's, it's still, is it running. still going yeah i've heard that it's it's still running okay yeah i've heard that it's so, good and fun um but I, it's like is it like a jukebox musical where like all the songs were i don't think so famous i think before? but i think like he like interpolates like different like classic rock songs into like some of the other songs like i listened to the opening song and the opening song was something like it, it sounded like a musical version of like school what you would expect from a school of rock musical without it being like a jukebox musical if that makes sense yeah no i i do <laughs> i get it like the it, it's it is the kind of thing where like even though I do think it's it's a decent movie like it holds holds up pretty well I still think it's funny it's very like basic and right. very easily palatable to the point where like I'm shocked it took this long to become like a TV show and a musical <laughs> you yeah. know because it's because people love this kind of thing of like. Like a bunch of ragamuffins, like yeah. sticking it to the man. Like everyone sticking loves Fred, and I do too. <laughs> I do. I also kind of want to do research and find out. No, I'm not really going to do research, but like, is this where sticking it to the man originated? Because <laughs> now it's. No. Oh, maybe. No. I, I don't know. Like the first origin of like the phrase sticking it to the. It probably isn't, but like. Probably not. I feel like... But that would be funny if that's where it came from. I feel like in all, like, the classic rock docs or, like, you know, the movies that are, like, about, like, the 60s and 70s, like, teen and, like, young adults, like, I've never... I, there, I don't know if I've heard the phrase anywhere besides in School of Rock. I mean, that could be because it originated there, but it could also be because it became iconic there. Like, they, it, it's very quotable. Yeah. This movie, like, it has a lot of standout moments and lines that people remember, and I guess that's one of them. Yeah. Even if it didn't originate. I don't know if it originated uh, there. I'm curious now. <laughs> I'm going to work the Google magic. <laughs> I've, I fell down a hole once because I was trying to figure out if the phrase Debbie Downer came from the SNL sketch or if it came before that. Because someone told me that it, like, originated there, and I was like, no, <laughs> it had to come from somewhere else. Did it come from somewhere else, or...? I couldn't figure it out. It was just a lot of, like, people on Reddit, like, trying to, <laughs> trying to find out if it came from somewhere else. Um, okay. So... The closest thing I've found is a Wikipedia article for The Man. The Man? And it says, as a phrase meaning the boss, it dates from at least 1918. Oh, well, okay. It it kind (laughs) of just seems like... As it were. Yeah. So, like, uh, I do think that maybe sticking it to The Man was School of Rock. But, you know, having the man being like... Maybe. Yeah. That's weird. 
In this case, a man is just Joan Cusack. Exactly. But the man as a concept hasn't existed. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like School of Rock, in a sense, now that you mentioned her, also kind of ruined Joan Cusack for me. Because now, whenever I see her in anything, I always just think, ah, it's the principal from School of Rock. That's, that's true. I mean, she, she also, this character of, like, either, like, the principal or the uptight mom, like, that's just, she, she just has that voice where that's kind of her type. Yeah. She was in something recently, though, that was very not like that. I forget what it was, though. I don't really follow Joan Cusack's career. That's just what I remember her from. She um, was in, like, Adam's Family Values, right? I've never seen Adam's like Family the... Values. Oh my god, you should. I feel like I miss a lot of references because everyone loves that movie. And then I just it's, never watch. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so... I guess we should... I don't know what to hop into from School of Rock because I love this movie a lot. Um, you can continue. Oh, man. Uh, let's start with the music, I guess, just because... Okay. Get it out. Um, I love the songs, even kind of going back now and listening... Um, yeah. I guess the only kind of real sort of, like, weird thing about them is that all their songs just kind of... I shouldn't say all the songs from the movie. All the, all the main kids' band songs just kind of sound like reworked ACDC songs. Yeah, but... <laughs> but, like... Is that a bad thing, I guess? It's not... I don't... <laughs> it's just like but you're right they they kind of are yeah and then like even listening to like uh the no vacancy the adam pascal fronted songs those just kind of sound like weird sort of like post grungy like like i don't want to say this because i really like the songs but they could easily be nickelback songs Oh no! That well, I guess so. <laughs> Kinda. Because like, what's the big song they sing? The song they sing at the Battle of the Bands, the like acoustic ballad singer songwriter yeah. type thing. That is kind of like the quintessential like Nickelback sort of sound, where like, you know, it's acoustic. Like I wouldn't have thought of that, but I think you're right. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then even the song at the beginning, like, I used to be a pretty big Nickelback fan. Not big, but I oh. <laughs> I, know, I know a little bit more Nickelback than the average person, so I feel like when I hate on them, it's a little bit more warranted. Um, okay, so you're, you're allowed. It's legal. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Um, Nickelback has some, like, heavy songs, like, fist-pounding, like you know, shredding, like, rockers. And, like, it's not totally dissimilar from um, the first song in the film, which is called, like, Fighter, or... I don't know. 
Beyond I don't remember what it's called, but I, I see it. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, uh, I guess it was also, like, the time period, too, yeah. is the early 2000s. That was when, like, Nickelback was, was at its prime. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense, and it also makes sense that they won the Battle of the Bands in that case. So it's historically accurate. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um... And then, you know, it kind of gets even better if you just imagine that Adam Pascal, like, kept with the band and became Roger from Rent two years later. Yeah, it's, it's basically... <laughs> I, it takes place in the same universe, even though Rent was in the 90s, but, like, it makes It, it does, it makes sense. It's <laughs> the same set. It's the grunge, it's yeah. Adam Pascal, same thing. Um, but, yeah... What do you think of the original songs for the movie, and then for School of Rock? Yeah, I I like them. I I can't say I like go back and right. listen to that because I again I, I think it's I don't want to say dated, but like it's it is kind of like of its time, like right. that kind of rock. But I but I enjoy them for sure. Yeah. It's one of those things that like. It's not, it's not like they found, like, a place in, like, any playlist I'm gonna make, but if someone were to randomly put on, you know, the song, School of Rock, I'd be like, ah, this is awesome, I love it. Yes. But, um... Yeah. I think what really kind of made the movie, though, too, was the original soundtrack, like just, like, of all, like, the, not the original songs, but, like, the, um, the song, what's the term? I don't know. The songs that they used were, like, they worked out really well, and, like, they fit the scenes in sort of, like, you know, like, the Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin in that scene where they're driving the car. It is sort of, like, the kind of, like, stoic serious like metal led zeppelin song but then you have jack black wailing over it and it's like funny and it's goofy and weird and it's like something i think jack black would do if i was in the car with him and put on that <laughs> song it yeah it fits really i like that the it kind of seems like his character made the soundtrack like yeah like his character worked on this movie and like picked out each song with like oh sorry i i just said that i think it fits really well with like the, like i think it fits the tone of the film I, I think it's pretty well done it's a good soundtrack yeah and like the montage scene with like my brain is hanging upside down by the ramones that's my favorite ramone song i think because of the movie and like it's one of those songs that, like, really kind of, like, sets the mood for the film, and then it just sort of, like, you know, they could have gone really corny with the Ramones songs and put on Rock and Roll High School, but instead threw that one in, and, like, it kind of, like, sounds nostalgic in the way that you want it to for a montage, but it's also, like, this really sort of weird anti-Reagan political punk song that doesn't really fit lyrically, but, like, the ooh-la-la's in there, and, like... Yeah, and I don't I don't really like it when it's 
like I I don't I can't think of a lot of examples but sometimes a movie will like take a song that is like word for word what is happening in the scene and play it for it and I feel like that's kind of like like I didn't I don't know I'm looking more for mood and less narrative (laughs) with narration and like it can be cheesy and it's like you know yeah like mm -hmm. oh I was gonna say like if like something like bad to the bone comes on and like you know it's just a montage of like someone putting on like a leather jacket and like combing their hair and lighting a cigarette it's that's gonna the be- universal leather jacket song yeah but then like you know you throw in something that's kind of weird it's more fun and interesting yeah like oh example of this where I, there's a movie that came out last year american honey um I, I where the entire soundtrack is completely literal and it's a movie i like a lot but the music like there's a scene where they're dancing like in the desert or something and they're playing we found love in a hopeless place uh, and i'm like i like i get it <laughs> like you don't have it's not subtle <laughs> and that kind of that kind of thing kind of bothers me sometimes yeah but um but i think they picked the songs really well in school rock yeah yeah and like you said it seems like dewey finn chose them all <laughs> Yeah. Um, cool. So, like, one, so, like, plot-wise, one of the things that, like, well, here's a good question. When was Mm -hmm. the last time you watched School of Rock? It was on TV. It's on TV all the time. I think the last time I saw it was when, was, like, in the middle of it when I was flipping channels, maybe, like, like less than a year ago. Okay. Um, Cause it's the kind of thing they play all the time. Right. So did you like sit and watch it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just when you said flipping channels, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, um, no, no. Okay. When so I flip watch... channels, I stop. Okay. <laughs> I stop there. Okay. Um, don't get me wrong. So when you watched it now, had your view on it shifted from when you first saw it as a kid? Uh, Honestly, I don't, this is one of the rare things where I think not really, like, I think I liked it then and I like it now. Like, well, not so much that more like, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe you don't do this, but I do my whole thing whenever I watch anything is like finding something to relate to usually not always, but like, Oh, okay. I guess I could relate more to Dewey than to the kids. (laughs) I guess that just comes with being with getting old. (laughs) Cause the last time I watched school of rock was probably about a year ago, but like I was intoxicated. I might've been a little like high. Um, (laughs) And I found myself siding with sure. parents from School of Rock. <laughs> okay. I I get that. It's it's funny, like I I do this too, like when I watch movies with kids getting into trouble now, I'm like, oh my god, this happened to me when I saw it. Um 
there's a scene where the kids are throwing rocks at each other, and I was suddenly very concerned. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> like, stop doing that. Like, the whole movie, they're, like, almost getting murdered, and it's the scene where they're, like, throwing rocks at their heads. Like, stop, like, you're gonna get a concussion. Like, I'm becoming more concerned for the children. Okay, yeah, so, like, that's kind of what happened last time I watched School of Rock, where I'm like, ah, oh, Sarah Silverman's right. Dewey really should get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, she... Oh, that's another... That's a good point. I think uh, she was kind of the the character that everyone hated, the, oh, yeah. like, the annoying one but, um, who, like, oh, she should just, like, let him be. But it's like, if I were her, right. I... Yeah, I get it. <laughs> You're like, yeah. And, like, I think that might be really kind of a trope of it being a kid's movie, primarily, just because, like when you're 10 and like you see something like that, you're like, why can't she just lighten up? And then, you know, you watch it like with uh, some hindsight and you're like, Oh, you know, no, I especially, and especially when you get older, you like start to know people like that (laughs) and you can kind of relate to being irritated and like, like, I'm sorry, I'm the fun police, but like, but like you You gotta get your act together. Yeah. Or, like, even, like, the parents and, like, the parents being, like, concerned about their kids not getting their education, it's, like... It's, it's understandable. Yeah, you're, like, uh, the parents should just lighten up and let the kids rock, but it's, like, uh, what is it that Marit... She says, like, they pay, like, $15,000 a year for an elementary school. It's, like, yeah, the kids probably should actually be learning, <laughs> and... That's, that, that is fair. Although I think they, I, I mean, I guess that like, this is the big corny part of the movie, but like, it's not just that they're learning music, they're learning to love themselves. Yeah, and they're is, learning that. So like, that's the part that I support. If he was just like, uh, making them play Battle of the Bands and like, that whole part wasn't in it, I'd be oh. like, no, this guy needs to get fired. <laughs> well, that's the other thing too. I remember thinking this when I was fucked up is that Jack's <laughs> kind of exploiting the kids. <laughs> he is. He absolutely um, is. For good reason, and he teaches them some good lessons, and they learn, you know, that... Well, so you know, exploitations for good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they learn that winning isn't always the most important, and, you yeah. know, they get a School of Rock after-school program, but... Yeah. And I, yeah, but he, he is like, he's kind of a selfish asshole, but it kind but it's nice that like part of the thing is that he genuinely cares about them. It's not like he's riding yeah. on a lie. Like, I think he does want them to be happy and succeed, well, um, even though he did start doing it for selfish right. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. But like, he's also a total con man. And like, I have a friend that would try like a scheme like this that's yeah again like we know people like this yeah (laughs) as you get older yeah and like yeah i just realized that now that you keep saying you know people like this i'm totally the person (laughs) that i'd like like if i was in jack black's shoes i'd ask the principal like oh you want to get coffee and then take her to a bar (laughs) Like, ah, oh, Starbucks is closed. I guess we have to go to this bar and drink 
massive mugs of beer. Another thing, I love that scene. I don't know why I love that scene, but I do. It's so funny. It's so funny. Like, I think both of them are really funny actors. Like, their timing is really good. Yeah, it's like, it's really just sort of, it's a funny setup. And then, like, even, like, I'm not always one for, like, slaps to heat more physical humor, but, like, when Jack Black does his little, like, um, bird with the Stevie Nicks song and, like, comes around, it's goofy and it works. And I don't know why the rebellious, the only thing, the most rebellious thing about the principal is that she likes Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac, but... Yeah, that's not that that insane. Yeah. Uh, But but that's kind of funny that she thinks it is. Yeah. And there's the scene when the teacher says, like, oh, she got drunk and then did a Stevie Nicks impersonation at the alumni dinner. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I want to see Joan Crawford do that. Or Joan uh, Joan Cusack. (laughs) Joan Cusack. (laughs) Close enough. Um, I would also love to see Joan Joan Crawford do that. Oh, that was a slip of the tongue. No, it makes sense. Understandable. Uh, God. Uh, I had to look up Joan Crawford because I was like, is she still alive? No. She's, she's very dead. She's <laughs> she, she died around would, the time that I don't Stevie Nicks she... was putting out those songs. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it would be really interesting to see that happen. Um, what did you think of the different actors in the movie? Like the cast, the casting wise. I thought it was a really good ensemble. Like that, they got a lot of uh, really funny people together. Um, even like even the fact that like the stick in the mud was Sarah Silverman of all people. Well, that's the one I wanted to bring up. Is they really kind of misused her. <laughs> that's that's true. I mean, I think they clearly, like, were looking for funny people to be in right, this movie, yeah. but they did not let her be right. funny, which she is. Like, I think she's really funny. Right. Um, but, yeah, she, I, guess, I guess she was kind of miscast. Yeah. Um, she does well in her performance. Um, one of the things I do remember from the DVD... And, you know, this was before I could have even known who Sarah Silverman was. But I remember she was saying, like, someone was, like, filming her and she was kind of candidly saying, like, you know, it kind of sucks that I'm, like, this stick in the mud and, like, because I can be cute and I can be funny. Which she can. Her most recent Netflix special is hilarious. Also, like, I think in in a universe where School of Rock was gender flipped, she would probably do a fit. Yeah. Like, I think that kind of, I could see that working. Because um, she, is, she is good at playing these, like, kind of asshole, uh, like, lazy people. Yeah. And she's really... I was going to, uh, now that you mentioned that, I could actually kind of picture, like, 
I could kind of picture if it was like a gender flipped school of rock. I could picture her playing um, Mike White's character and it being really funny. But um, I think Maria Bamford would be a really funny female uh, Dewey Finn. I, so yeah, Dewey I can see that. That would be really funny. <laughs> um, Let's we'll this and we'll direct it and it'll be great. Uh, yeah, that was that was one of the big things they talked about in the Bechdel cast is just like that there really isn't a lot of like strong female characters, but like there were some interesting, uh, like more interesting moments. Like, sorry, uh, I just heard a noise. What were you saying? Uh, um, there, there, uh, there are a lot of female characters, but none of them have like a really like strong sort of arc in it no i i mean actually i would argue i don't remember her name but one of the girls in the class that do where she's worried that she can't sing in front of the class right but then she does yeah, was, and like i think that was the most compelling arc of all well, that was the, what they the spoke about characters. too and they talked about that scene where she's about to go into um where they're going into the battle of the bands audition and you know she is just kind of saying like oh they're gonna laugh at me and then dewey's like hey you know you're bigger i'm bigger he's like aretha franklin's a big lady and like that's that's refreshing that like it's not framed as like no you're not fat like you're you're still pretty despite the no you are and you're also really talented, and you're awesome. So, exactly. like, I, I think that's kind of a rare message where, like, to embrace that as, like, not a negative yeah. thing. And she's the only backup singer that really gets, like, a solo because she is that's the true. singer of all three of them. So, did in this cast that I should do, because this sounds interesting, did they determine, did this pass the Bechtel test? Um, they did. I don't know. It does. Know if it does. Um, it does. There's like two scenes that they cited. Um, one, I think they're like back to back. One is when um, Joan Cusack is in the principal's office screaming at the little girl. <laughs> that I guess that counts. <laughs> and they're like. That- you know, it's really not setting her up in the nicest light, but it does. And there's like, and there's a moment where, um, right after, as they're talking about her getting drunk at the, uh, alumni dinner, um, she starts talking to like another faculty member and like, you can hear the conversation like a little bit. So they were like, it just barely passes, but it does. But but does that faculty member have a name? No. I don't know if that's... Oh, maybe that. See, I don't know I, if that... I always forget that that's part of the Bechdelt. Me too. Like, I think I think both of them are supposed to have names. Okay. Which is surprisingly rare, but that's a whole, other, yeah. a whole other thing. I do think they had one other scene, but I forget. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. I mean, I think as far as, like, goofy early 2000s comedies go... Like, this probably has 
more for female characters than others. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't pass. It it's barely passes the Bechdel yeah. test. Um. Yeah. It. I'm trying to now. It's gonna kill me to forget what that last scene was. I don't remember. The the other scene that they were talking about. Yeah, I feel like there was one more. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. But like, yeah. Cast wise, I I'm kind of surprised that like none of the kids besides Miranda Cosgrove um, really went on to do a whole lot since. Yeah, I mean, I think well, one they were looking for kids who are musicians before actors, so I guess this wasn't something they like pursued. Although I think they got a lot of kids who are, have good comic timing. Well, like they, like I think these kids could have continued with this. Well, some of them. I think some of the kids that were more, like Carrot Top or uh, I forget who the kid, um, the kid that wanted to be the band stylist. Like, oh, I love that kid. <laughs> I think they were all, like, actors that did, like, commercials and things. And Oh, I don't know. Carrot Top, I don't know. I don't know if he did anything. I, I don't know about him. Um, you would know better than I do. But um, I don't even know if I would know. <laughs> but, like, I don't, that's the only thing I know about that kid is that that's what he did. I looked at one of those um, where are they now, like, then and now lists, and... Um, it said the band stylist did study theater, and I guess he works in radio now. Or oh, yeah. I guess they were. I kind of like that. I kind of sorry. I kind of <laughs> like that. Uh, they found kids who weren't like you know Juilliard trained. Like they right. just found so, they found like some kids who could do music and some kids who act. But I, overall, they found yeah. like you know normal kids yeah. <laughs> who could. What? Kind I of see kids. What also kind of surprises me, though, is that, like, um, like, the different kids in the band didn't go on to, like, do things and be billed as, like, featuring Zach from School oh. on the lead <laughs> guitar. Um, and it seems like they all generally kind of stuck with music, but, like, it's, like, one of those things that, like, I am just sort of wondering, like, well, why isn't, like, Katie playing bass in... Actually, it seems like she has the biggest online presence, so she might not be the best example. And, like, it seems like she maintains a pretty strong online presence, like, putting, like, covers and stuff on, like, YouTube, and I think she does some stand-up, um... But, like... Okay. Yeah. And, like, I guess kind of looking at pictures, you know, not to, like, <laughs> judge a book by its cover, but, like, the kid that played Zach, he now, like, looks like he could, like, play guitar for, like, The Strokes. And, like... Oh. Yeah. So, like, maybe it's just not in his image to just sort of be like, yeah, I was in School of Rock, now I'm in this band that tours. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure even if they did continue with with music or acting or whatever, this wouldn't be the movie that they cite as, like, yeah. their their uh, favorite fun. project. I mean, I'm sure they had fun doing it, but I, I'm saying, like, it's, 
probably not what they want to be their career defining. Right. It's film. like um, who was I listening to? Um, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Will Wheaton, and he talked about how like being a child star, like everything he ever did then is what people know him from. That's I hear that is an issue with a lot yeah. with a lot of uh, kids who try to transition into adult Some acting. Some people do fine though. Yeah, that's true. Neil Patrick Harris, or uh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's a rare example where he's better known for his work as an adult than he yeah. is for uh, as a kid. I think the Her- I think Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson might do okay in the long run, even though they're still Harry and Hermione. Especially Daniel Radcliffe. He's never gonna oh, yeah. take that. <laughs> that part. But it's not a bad part to be known for. Yeah. Uh, he did, uh, I was listening to an old interview with him recently, and he said, like, when I die, that's the first line in my obituary. What? Harry Potter. Oh. For sure, but I guess that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what was the other thing. Oh. Um... I know you said you're not surprised that it's kind of being, like, franchised now as, like, a Broadway musical or um, the TV show, but do you think it's kind of weird that there was never, like, a real School of Rock sequel? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's, a, they, they make sequels out of anything now, but um, I I... Noah's sequel was in the works. I'm not sure why it was canned. Like, I'm not sure what would happen in the sequel, <laughs> necessarily. Right. But I'm actually, I'm kind of surprised there was never a sequel, because it seems like something that would be made for that. Yeah. Like, with the amount of success it got. And since it was all kids, they could have, you know, I think they could have really, like, franchised it into kind of, you know, the way they kind of make everything a series now, where, like, yeah. you know, and it's probably for the better that they didn't try to, like, do the thing, like, what happened with, like, the Hangover movies or Harry Potter or now the Marvel Universe and, like, try to make a bunch of movies out of the one. But, like, I was thinking about, so I was, like, thinking about this throughout the day. And, like, I kind of wish, I kind of want them to make a School of Rock sequel now with them as adults and just that they've kept the band together. But, like, instead of making, like, a kid's movie, I want it to be, like, a true, like, a through-and-through drama with, like, you know, maybe... would not be surprised if Netflix picks something like that up because they they do stuff like that now all the time. And now it's like at that right age where like it's nostalgic for people in their 20s who are the people who watch a lot of Netflix. But if they also have the School of Rock TV show on Nickelodeon, I don't know if Netflix, I don't know if Nickelodeon will. Just like an alternate universe. Just because there'll be like, 
you know, fourth graders that are like, ah, School of Rock, oh, there's a two-hour long thing, and it has, like, Freddie doing heroin, or... That's what I really wanted. I really want a School of Rock where (laughs) one of the kids do heroin, and that's the main conflict of the movie. Happening, if there wasn't already a show. Did I freeze? Yeah, say that again. Yeah. I was gonna say, if... That I could see that kind of thing happening, absolutely, if there wasn't already a yeah. show that's going on now, apparently. Oh, I'm really curious about this show. I think that's I think that's what I'm gonna do tonight. It's just binge watch Just watch the children's show School of Rock. Which I had never heard of until I like looked it up when I was looking at the movie like earlier today. I heard about it today too, so it's, And it's like fairly new, right? Um it started like in twenty sixteen, so like yeah, but it looks like they're on their third season now. Oh, I guess yeah, I guess like Nickelodeon shows just like pop out the <laughs> the episodes fast. It says they're scheduled for 20 episodes this season. I guess successful. I guess. Um, if they keep renewing it, I don't know. I just checked the uh, Wikipedia for the first episode. It says, Dewey Finn, a rock musician, becomes the new substitute teacher for a class when their teacher, Mrs. Kalpakis, was taken to rest <laughs> indefinitely due to falling from a skateboard. The students quickly discover that he's not a real teacher. Mr. Finn then discovers that the students are very talented with music and has an idea to have them play rock music to learn. The students like it at first, but they're afraid that Principal Mullins will catch them, so they come up with a plan to be a secret band. Mr. Finn thinks that he's not qualified to be a teacher and decides to quit, but the students convince him to come back and start a secret band, which he agrees to. So is this over the course of the whole series or the first episode? That's the first <laughs> like, episode. They, like, recap the movie. That's the first episode, so, like... Oh, I'm, I started... Episode 2 says the band needs a singer to be able to compete in Battle of the Band, so Summer decides to do it so that Freddie will notice her. The problem is that she can't sing, so Tamika teaches her, but still isn't able to get it right. Tamika helps Summer by having her lip sync, and Tamika will do the actual singing. The class realizes that Summer can't sing and that Tamika can. The class convinces Tamika to be the singer, but rejects it. Summer then convinces Tamika to be the singer, and finally she agrees. And Pete Wentz is a guest star in that episode. Oh, I'm glad Pete Wentz is still still doing stuff. Oh, and Pete Wentz showed up in the season one finale again. <laughs> is is he like really bored? <laughs> what has Pete know. Wentz Fall been up to? Fall Out Boy supposed to be recording a new album like right now. Yeah. So like. Yeah, Fall Out Boy still exists. Why is he doing yeah. this? Well, like I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I don't know how old his kids are. Uh, whenever like I see someone like Pete Wentz doing something like that i always just wonder like is it because of his kids uh it probably yeah yeah um kids like fallout boy yeah they do and it's weird and (laughs) i feel really old (laughs) (laughs) um you know what i realized we never really touched on Jack Black. 
Yeah, I guess not. Um, I He's an interesting case because, like, I think there was that this came out at that period of time where, like, he was everywhere. Do you remember this? Well, <laughs> he was I feel like kind he of was everywhere of because one. of School of Rock. Oh, okay. That, that makes sense. Because I remember... Because he, he also did, like, a couple other things after this. Right. I remember... Well, after this movie came out, Jack Black became my favorite actor for a longer period of time than I'm proud to admit. <laughs> um, it's fair. He gave a, a good performance. Yeah. And I was young and, you know, I didn't care about anything besides school rock. Um, yeah, he got snubbed for the Oscar that year. I know. Terrible. Unforgivable. Right? Um, but... Yeah, then I remember, like, Nacho Libre came out. That's the one that kind of stands out to me, because I remember going to see that and being really disappointed. Because he he was so promising. I mean, I do think he's he's really funny. Like, I think he's... This is, like, probably the best movie that shows what he is very good at. Yeah. And part of that's physical comedy and... Uh, he's good at the topness. Sorry. Uh, goofy over the topness. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he is good at that, and I guess like when you're kind of relegated to like you know like goofy comedies, like I don't know how long that can go. So I don't. I guess that's why we don't see that much of him anymore. Right. But I miss him. Well, he's <laughs> in um, the Goosebumps movie, which I didn't see, but. I didn't see it. <laughs> he was in it. He played... I should have seen it. I, I liked Goosebumps as a kid. Yeah. I heard it was, like, not bad, but... I heard it was I fun. Don't know. I listened to a Goosebumps podcast, but I've, like, tried to rewatch some of the Goosebumps TV show, and it doesn't hold up very well. Um, no, it does. Some of it, like, genuinely scared me, although I was, oh, like, a little... it scared pleased. me, too, but... But it did. <laughs> some of it did, like, genuinely frighten me watching it like last year (laughs) watching watching (laughs) now i'm just kind of like they chose like the worst at did they just like yell out the window who wants to be on a tv show yeah they they did get the worst child actors like some of the worst in any of those kid shows but they also had young um ryan gosling yeah young ryan gosling did a lot of things he's probably not proud of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's... I think that, like... I remember, like, after that, watching other Jack Black-related... Not necessarily related, but other, like, movies and TV shows... Not shows, but, like... I watched, like, Shallow Hal because I loved School of Rock. And, like... Oh. That's... Is... That's the one that's, like, really, really bad. I, I, like, watched parts of it in, like, a class, I think. I I kind of think it's probably a lot like um, White Chicks. I haven't watched either in a while, but my memory of White Chicks is that White Chicks is something that I don't think I would really like now. That's another one that, like, I have vague memories of, right. but they're not good. Um, 
Right, and that's kind of how I view white chicks. And I think if I were to sit down and watch Shallow Hal now, I would be like, oh, this is stupid. But... Jack Black did do a movie that nobody saw and nobody liked, but I like, <laughs> but I like kind of liked it. Oh, it was called Bernie. And it was, it's like a really dark comedy. And I think that's why people didn't like it is because it's like about a guy who murders an old woman, but like, it's based on a thing that actually happened, oh. but it's like played for comedy, which I get why it didn't sit well I might have with people. It's not like great, but I kind of enjoyed it. And he's in it, and he's pretty funny in it, I think. And it's just called Bernie? Yeah, it's just called Bernie. Like, like, Bernie Sanders Bernie? Yes, yes. Okay, I found it. It's just oh, B-E-R-I. Oh, Richard Linklater. <laughs> Richard Linklater directed it. Oh, yeah. So, maybe I'll check Oh, it. yeah, he did. <laughs> um, yeah, he was also in, um, what's it called? High Fidelity, too, which, like... He kind of plays, like, a version of Dewey Finn, from what I remember of High Fidelity. But, like, I feel like now he just gets too typecast into the -the over-the-top, like, clown sort of role. And he, his name has become kind of synonymous with that. Like, I remember hearing about, um, uh, when How I Met Your Mother was first being cast, uh, they said that the, their original vision for Barney was a Jack Black type. Like that was those were the words they used. That's interesting. I um, think I remember that, but with, like that, like his name, like you say his name, and you're like, oh, like that type of character. Wow. Um, I'm kind of glad they didn't go um, that route. Not that that's a great show, because I I have a lot of issues with that show. But anyway, <laughs> but. <laughs> That was funny that that they, like, almost went in that direction. That'd be weird. Yeah. Can't picture. Can't picture Instead, they got, like, a super put-together, charming, blonde, gay Broadway actor. And it was perfect. Not totally perfect, but... Yeah. How I Met Your Mother is my favorite show ever. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't want to. I, I don't want to hurt your show. With it. Um, what? I know that there are a lot of problems with it. I I wouldn't have my negative opinions on it if I didn't watch every single episode, which I did. <laughs> Absolutely, so, it's know, just you know, like, critically looking you've back done, at it you've now. You've done your time. <laughs> I've done my time, and now I can have opinions. <laughs> That should be my criticism whenever anyone wants to criticize anything. I'm like, have you yeah. seen everything from it? From How I Met Your Mother? From How I Met Your Mother. For a, if someone's like, I don't like that band. Have you listened to every song they've ever written? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> someone and doesn't like them. Some of the things the that I have the strongest opinions on, I used to be in love with. <laughs> <laughs> what? Some of the things I have the strongest opinions on, I have them because I watched every single episode. <laughs> I was obsessed with it when I was younger. <laughs> that's the, I feel, yeah, that's, I feel like that's how you end up caring about things in the long run. Yeah. Because like, if I really didn't like it, I wouldn't put the time into watching it. Right. And then I couldn't really say I didn't like it 
I mean, it's different with movies than with TV shows because right. it's less time. It's a two-hour commitment as opposed to yeah. Uh, but like that went sh- that show went for eight nine. seasons, nine seasons, and nine. I watched them yeah. <laughs> and I enjoyed them at a time. Last season, it kind of fell apart, but oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, huh. Do you think that School of Rock is the first line of Jack Black's obituary? Like, do I think that he would do that as a person? Well, like, is this the movie Jack Black gets remembered for? Uh, Probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, what, what else did he do? I mean, I... I guess that and, like, Kung Fu Panda. Oh, um, yeah. I've never seen the Kung Fu Which Panda. is a movie that a lot of people like. Yeah. I've seen... I I have very vague memories of it. I know it's, like, critically acclaimed. Yeah. I, I just, like, don't really remember it. I've seen it, like, a long time ago, and I didn't really look at it closely. Right. I guess it's either... It's either School of Rock or... I'd make the case for Tenacious D, not the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not the movie, but, like, yeah, that's definitely what he's... As a group. Yeah, yeah, as a group. I was just thinking movies-wise, but, yeah, Yeah. Tenacious D probably is (laughs) is quite the thing. Always forget about them. Yeah. What else did he... He did Tropic Thunder. Oh, and Be Kind Rewind. Okay, he has a, he has he doesn't have that many like movies that I'm in love with under his yeah. belt, um, but that's fine. Like School of Rock's not a bad movie to re- be remembered yeah. for, and it's aged well. It has, and it is sort of timeless in a sense where like there's nothing in the movie to really date it besides the music. But even in the movie, it's kind of billed as these are classic rock songs. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's still like, I think it holds up. Uh, even, even if the music is like, it, I think just the idea that music, that, that specific music can like kind of transcend, uh, decades and yeah. still resonate with people and like still resonate with kids who are getting into music, which is good. Yeah. Like it didn't. Like I think if it was more like current, then right. it would have dated it more. Ironically, I just realized the only things that really kind of date it are when he asks, "Oh, what what bands do you guys like?" And one girl says Christina Aguilera, and one kid says Puff Daddy. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very two thousand three. Yeah, <laughs> and you know they're like kind of Nickelback sound yeah. <laughs> that they have going but still yeah i i mean the the main focus is the yeah, like everything else <laughs> puff daddy that was such a time <laughs> that's what puff daddy hmm, that's not what puff daddy will remember <laughs> diddy uh okay cool so do you have anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up uh I don't think so I think we covered a lot of it didn't you I don't think so I think 
I think we touched on just about everything. Alright. And record. To memorize your lies I feel like I've been hypnotized And then that magic man He come to town whoa He done spun my head around Said recesses and sessions Two and two make 